there's so much room to go innovate in that space because it's just it's absurd. I mean, there's a medication in our platform that has a a rough equivalent um, on the other side, the pharma side, about ten thousand dollars, and we have something that has a couple of the actives in there for about forty five dollars, right? And so the idea becomes, you know, again, you just provide better access points because who can pay ten thousand dollars or whose insurance is going to pay ten thousand dollars for a medication? And so that's where that's come, and it's come a long way. We um, we recently announced we went over two hundred million in healthcare savings to the patients, which wow. is truthfully very humbling. Um, I would have never thought that would be possible. I, and if I were to guess, I think we're probably over a quarter billion now. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion. And revealing one's true inner beauty. This episode is brought to you by Cubby, the perfect skincare routine that's simple and effective with just three essentials for healthy skin. Shop the Cubby routine at CubbySkin.com and get 10% off with code HelloBeauties. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y. To help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. This podcast episode is not to be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Hey there, Joyce Baton here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Dr. Daval Banasali. He is a board-certified dermatologist and is one of the most sought-after derms in New York. And he is also the founder of Hudson Dermatology and Laser Surgery, which is a state-of-the-art practice in Manhattan. His patients include some of today's most prominent celebrities like Martha Stewart, Hailey Bieber, Kate Bach, and so much more. He's the formulation expert behind brands like Road Beauty and 86 Elm, Martha Stewart's upcoming line. Dr. Bonasali also founded Skin Medicinals and Hair Stem Labs a platform for physicians to prescribe compounded topical formulas for skin and hair solutions. Most recently, he was named a Crane's New York Top 25 Healthcare Innovator. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Dr. Daval Bansali. Thank you so much for having me. I am really enjoying all of your posts on social media. Aside from your posts being very informative with all the you know, skincare hacks, skincare tips, it's very motivating as well. There's a lot of life lessons and the things that you incorporate with your health and wellness. So I really want to jump right in and have my listeners and viewers learn more about you because, you know, you also have such an interesting story and background. And also the things that you have been doing lately is very inspiring and really, you know, it's great. You're like all over nowadays. <laughs> thank you. Thank I love you, it. So you. I know you come from a family of doctors. What inspired mm -hmm. you to specialize in dermatology? So it's a good question. I mean, my, my father's a physician, my sister, my brother-in-law, um, uncles, we have a lot of doctors in the family. Um, so it kind of, de it developed that service mindset for me um, mm -hmm. early in life. And the best way to kind of describe my viewpoint on everything, not just dermatology, but I remember my father once saying he used to volunteer in India where he's from. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like a small village. I think it was like a hospital, maybe four hours away or something like that. And he used to volunteer there. And I always wanted to volunteer also and, and, and to serve. And he's like, no, 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 there's two types of people. The person who can come here and almost like a factory worker, help each person with their own hands um, or somebody who builds a hospital and can help mm -hmm. millions of people. Right. So think bigger. You know, you should always have that service mindset, but try to figure out how you can use your talents to 
touch more lives. And so, you know, dermatology is a really cool field in that you have a little bit of all types of medicine, right? You have, you know, your medical dermatology, you have rheumatology, infectious disease, obviously uh, the aesthetic side is, is a whole kind of creative part of all of that. But um, at least for me, it, it kind of created this broad um, area for me to focus and try to help. And then, you know, I think within that, the whole idea of doing a lot of my tech projects or all these things or that, that dad lesson that he gave me all those years ago that kind of resonated and uh, really set the path for me to do what I'm doing. I love the idea of innovation, bringing something to the population to be experiencing something new. That's really amazing. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, if you think about it, what's the biggest gripe most people have in a doctor's office? It's that it's kind of in and out, in and out, and it feels transactional, right? Mm -hmm. and, you're, and obviously as doctors, you know, we have to um, see as many people as we can just because we're, we're doing our best. But um, the question is, is that always the right, you know, mindset? And the truth is, I don't know if you can do as great a job seeing 100 patients a day as you can doing 20 or 25. And, you know, the problem with that, though, there's a limit then of how many people you can help. And there's a lot more people that need help than you yourself can physically help with. And there's a big doctor shortage. I think everybody knows that around the world, um, and particularly in the United States. So that's where innovation comes in, right? There's There has to be a way to create um, better touch points between doctors and patients that doesn't feel like rushed. And we have this rule, if it ever feels transactional in my office, then I, I have to retire or I have to leave mm. because, you know, we just, it has to feel like family. Everything has to feel intimate. Like I need to know, I always, you know, I say this a bit tongue in cheek, but it, it's honestly, or a bit cliche, it's a bit, but it's true. Like I like to laugh with my patients, cry with my patients, you know, their heartbreaks are my heartbreaks, their successes are my successes. It's very, um, I mean, you touched on, you know, social media, like you probably see it. I celebrate my patients all day long. I mean, it's like where they do something amazing. I am ecstatic over the moon, but you like, you want to have that relationship with them where you do feel it. And that's part of, you know, I think what I'm most proud of with our office and what we're trying to build. Speaking of social media, while you work on many famous faces, you also yourself have a pretty big following on social media. What drew you to start posting in the first place? <laughs> so I'll be honest with you. It's very interesting. I have a very love-hate relationship with social media because I'm very introverted. I'm an introvert-extrovert. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> I always say that to people. I'm an introvert-extrovert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'll be the first person on the dance floor but uh, at a wedding. <laughs> but if I'm, you know, if it's me on social media, I, it's just, it's not my vibe. And so, you know, you have to find your, your kind of grace with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It is kind of scary. But, you know, I look at it as a 30,000-foot viewpoint. It's our ability to educate the masses, right? And it's my, I used to work way back in the day in, um, at ABC in their medical unit. And I thought about it as less working in a, you know, TV, whatever it is, but more like, this is my, this is my ability to educate the masses on certain things, whether it's medical breakthroughs or, you know, providing education and knowledge in, in times of crises where they're worried about something that's going on. And so with my social media, you know, initially I had a lot of fear and just anxiety around the entire thing. Uh, but then I realized, look, like I can educate um, I can, I can kind of demystify a lot of things. And if you notice, I don't, you know, try to push procedures all day long or Botox or fillers or deals. Like I, I make it a point not to be a salesperson because that's not my personality, but if I can educate and maybe answer the questions people have about procedures or about ingredients or just basic, I think skincare, that to me is so much more interesting than, um, kind of parading myself around and, and, mm -hmm. you know, just, just doing it to do it, which you know, I have no issue with people who do that, but for me, it's just, it feels a bit not authentic. And so I just want to stay true to kind of who I am.
it is such a great reminder to not overthink it too much because I feel like you're the only person overthinking your posts. Other people, they're not even really thinking exactly. about you because they're also worrying about themselves. But this is such a great exactly. reminder and, you know, actually a motivation for me to just kind of be more out there because I struggle with the same thing. I do have anxiety with posting. And even if, um, I mean, I'm not like, I wouldn't call myself an influencer, but like, you know, I have this platform, the podcast, and I just have so many amazing guests like you and, you know, that people can learn from. And I could use this platform to really deliver that message and your information to even more people if I just... I'm not as so shy. <laughs> I just like that. Listen, you, it's <laughs> no, I, I get what I, I completely get it. But but you're that is correct, right? That's yeah. the best way to look at it because it's a tool, right? At the end of the day, mm -hmm. this is all a tool. Um, you know, again, some people. I always say I I never want to be quote unquote famous. I think it's a scary thing, especially because yeah. we have so many friends who are a bit more well known, and it, it is quite the burden and responsibility. But mm -hmm. for me, if people look at me and they're like, "Hey, I learned this from that person," so I can go see my own doctor or this, like that is a win to me, and. You know, I think part of it is is really staying true to what your cadence is and what your kind of authentic being is, because it is scary. I mean, you know, sometimes I forget um, the impact of some of these posts or how many people see it. Um, you know, I've had so many crazy stories. I think the one I like the most or the one I'm most proud of, uh, it's the one I, you may have saw, the one I posted a couple of weeks ago about the med student. Um, it was a, a girl who, she was attacked by a dog, unfortunately. Yes, she I saw, saw that saw her, Actually, yeah, her mother saw um, Bridger's story, who was a little boy who was attacked that we treated. Um, she reached out to Bridger's family to be like, hey, what, you know, how'd you guys do it? Like, you look so much better. And they're like, oh, we saw Dr. Bonacelli. And, you know, long story short, there was a lot of kind of communication, you know, things I had to go through, but they got a hold of me. Um, I did my best to help. And now, not only can you not see her scar, literally, I mean, if you look, I couldn't find it. <laughs> it was actually very interesting. Um, but she's decided now that she wants to be a doctor. She just started her first year of medical school and her job or her desire is to serve much like we serve. And um, she, want her, she wants her job to be helping others and particularly in dermatology where she can treat scar victims and and people who are, you know, in difficult situations, kind of like how we like to do. And so I think that's like the greatest compliment, but it also shows you the power of a post because they, like her life trajectory changed on one post. And, you know, who knows what if they, if that dog never attacked her or she, her mom never saw that post or Bridger's post or whatever that is, um, you know, where she would be in 10 years, 20 years, would she be in medicine, not in medicine, you know, dermatology, not there's so many different things that could happen. So I love the idea of, of you know changing trajectories without ever realizing it. I love that. That's so beautiful and definitely encourages me, like we said, to get more out there. So <laughs> have to. Please, yeah, please. I, I love it. <laughs> so I want to pivot and really and talk about hair loss because more and more people are voicing out their concerns about thinning hair or hair loss due to COVID or stress itself. Have you noticed in an increased number of patients in the past two years with hair loss? Definitely. Um, I, you may have seen the article in the Times. It, it feels like everybody's losing hair right now. And so um, I've definitely you know, in, like you like, noticed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, there's there's lots of reasons, right? You mentioned that COVID, um, it does cause some transient hair loss. The biggest thing to remember is it's not necessarily permanent, but it's mm. important enough to go see somebody just to make sure. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that people forget. I mean, stress can cause hair loss. Um, there's a lot of medical conditions that can cause hair loss. We're inside more often, drier temperatures, drier weather, um, a lot of other things that can affect our hair health and even our body health. And so the idea is, as we become more educated as a society, um, I always encourage people, like, it's it's much easier to go get something checked out and to maintain as opposed to, like, regrow, let's say, hair or whatever it is. So don't wait. 
like let's not chase things. The idea is to be proactive. And for me, like I always tell people, like my viewpoint on health, I think is what society is moving towards where I'm not as interested in like, okay, what's this, you know, let me go to the doctor just to make sure that this thing is not worrisome. Like, I don't want to treat a problem. I want to prevent the problem from happening. Mm. And so the idea becomes like, we fundamentally are built to only go see the doctor if something is wrong. But I think as we're seeing now more and more in the office, people just come in to establish baselines to kind of like kind of a, a health visit, if you will. And that way we stay on top of things. And if you're proactive, you can get the results in the long-term um, kind of outcomes that you desire as opposed to, waiting too long and then kind of being at the mercy of whatever our best efforts are and hoping, you know, from their fingers crossed. You mentioned more people are spending their time indoors. So does spending a bit of more time getting some vitamin D or sun, is it helpful with your growth if you actually increase more time in the outdoors? So a few things. So one, a bit of a controversial germ statement, but I have no issue with my patients going out in the mm -hmm. sun a little bit. I think it's good for them just to get a bit of exposure, just the outdoors, as you put it. Um, you know, obviously there's a way of doing it, sun protection, wearing sunscreen, yeah. all the good stuff, but I think it's just good to see, see the outside every once in a while, go for a walk, <laughs> do that kind of stuff. And I think during the pandemic, it's funny, we all appreciated walk so much more. I mean, it was funny. I saw like a little flower when I was in New York city going for my regular walks during the, you know, uh, April, 2020, whatever it was. And I was so blown away by this little flower. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe there's flowers here in New York city. And it's like things you take for granted. Right. Uh, but that being said, we, obviously, there's um, a fine line. You have to make sure that you don't overdo it. I mean, sun damage is for real. Skin cancer is for real. Um, vitamin D does affect hair loss. Um, the relationship's a bit controversial, I think, with what most hair people kind of agree to. You need an adequate, number, adequate amount of vitamin D or vitamin D3. Um, and if it's very low, then a lot of times that can affect hair growth or, or increase hair loss. And so usually what I do is I supplement my patients. Um, I personally take, I think, 5,000 international units a day of vitamin D3. I have all my family members take it. Um, you know, whatever that number is for each person is a little different. They should always check with their doctor. But I do think there's benefit. I mean, pretty much all my patients, I tell them to take vitamin D and, and multivitamin every day. They don't have to waste money on those crazy supplements that cost hundreds of dollars. But um, I think, you know, again, I think living a healthy lifestyle and finding balance is the key to everything, not just your hair, but like just your overall happiness and and general, general well-being. It goes hand in hand. It's like really in a holistic approach where you don't treat it like as a one type of issue because like everything affects your body. It could be stress, mental issues. I mean, all of that can be aggravated if you are not getting enough sleep or if you're probably experiencing any sort of personal issues. Definitely. I mean, like I said, the, I always joke, but the, it's not the eyes. It's the hair is the window to your soul. Um, but, <laughs> I totally but again agree. i can agree to that actually you know people yeah. with like luscious hair it's yeah you, you know it's just somehow it's i think very primal right you're yeah. like people like are said, more we, drawn to it we've seen some things in my office and i can tell almost uh, with 100 percent accuracy if somebody's going through a, a stressful life event i've definitely picked up on my patients breaking up with their significant other before they've said a word like these things do happen, but you know, again, overall, I think all of it is, you know, reflective, whether it's your hair, it's your, your facial output, how you're kind of how you look, how tired you are, all these things are reflective on the internal part of it. So that balance is super important. I love it. So you are the founder of two great brands, Skin Medicinals and also Hair Stem Labs. I want to talk about skin medicinals and i know you focus on com compounding prescriptions can you expound more on this and what are the benefits of compounding prescriptions 
Sure. So, I mean, it's a few different things. It's, it's, it's compounding, but also we have access to generic medications as well. It's really a, a platform that allows for better access, A, for the doctors and B, more so for the patients. On the compounding side, compounding is something we've done in dermatology for centuries, I believe, right? It's been part of the dermatological craft forever. Um, and with just access to medication as a whole, I'm sure you've been noticing the prices have been skyrocketing, mm-hmm. right? And there's all these lawsuits a couple of years ago about price fixing and all that stuff. And the government was suing, you know, drug manufacturers. The problem is it never went down. Uh, and those probably are still in court. Who knows, you know, what exactly happened with those. But, you know, the idea behind SM was very honest. Like, how do we kind of lower those those access points and make you know, healthcare more equitable? And we've been very fortunate. The idea around compounding is the dermatologist can, can choose specific ingredients for their patients. So if I'm looking at you, I can choose you know, ingredient A, B, or C based on um, what I b- believe is most appropriate or all of them and maybe save you a few dollars instead of having three different prescriptions, we can put, all in, mm-hmm. put it all into one. Um, and so that allows for kind of a different level of care um, that you might see um, otherwise. And then the, the generic medications, I mean, I think we've seen it now with Mark Cuban Pharmacy, other um, startups, there is this beautiful kind of idea of, of building something but also just doing the right thing and doing well, right? And so the idea is the the prices are so inflated and so crazy that you know it's it's there's so much room to go innovate in that space because it's just it's absurd. I mean, there's a medication on our platform that has a a rough equivalent um, on the other side, the pharma side, about ten thousand dollars, and we have something that has a couple of the actives in there for about forty five dollars, right? And so the idea becomes, you know. Again, you just provide better access points because who can pay $10,000 or whose insurance is going to pay $10,000 for a medication? Yeah. And so that's where that's come. And it's come a long way. We um, we recently announced we went over $200 million in healthcare savings to patients, which wow. is truthfully very humbling. Um, I would have never thought that would be possible. I, and if I were to guess, I think we're probably over a quarter billion now. And so we've... Um, We've seen incredible growth, and I think we're almost approaching 10,000 uh, physicians on the platform or prescribers, excuse me. And it's just a testament to what happens when a in a field comes together. Because I think it really it's it's less reflective of me, more reflective of the field as a whole. As as in, we want to do something for our patients. And then two, I think again to my point before, um, I think you can just build. It's like kind of do good, be good, right? Like you could build things that just are doing the right thing and there's a space for that and it's kind of like i forgot they call it like social entrepreneurship or something like that it's yeah, just yeah social like, entrepreneurship yeah yeah like you can build really cool projects and ideas for the betterment of everybody and i always encourage that because you know it's it's one thing to to build things another thing to build something and be proud of it and you always want to be proud of everything you build so we've been very very thankful we've i think we've donated over two hundred thousand now uh, two hundred thousand dollars to nonprofits. we've wow really i mean it's been a mission-driven company and so um honestly it's much i think it's much bigger than what i've ever imagined um and i'm deeply proud of it and hair stem actually was a separate project we actually merged the two recently just to make it a little bit easier for the prescribers Mm -hmm. to to kind of um get everything in one place but hair stem the idea was very simple um a lot of times we only have very limited options for for hair loss patients so you know, if a, if a doctor deems it appropriate, they can mix and match higher level, uh, higher prescription strength ingredients for their patients and try to break through some of the plateaus that may be existing. And we've seen, I don't know how many before and afters of patients who had already kind of um, can maximize what they thought was possible and then see, you know, really cool results. And it's, again, a testament to the doctors and their belief in 
kind of, you know, taking a different alternate level of care or alternate uh, pathway of care for their patients. And again, same thing, very, I don't know, pleasantly humbled and surprised um, by how much they both grown. So I'm very thankful. Yeah, I love it. And you said you merged it too. So is there maybe a, probably like an app or a specific platform where you were uh, subscribers can go to and access both at the same time and like in a, you know yeah. one platform? So they're both on skinmedicinals.com now. And so okay. prescribers can just go on there, sign up. And then uh, for patients, they can search for um, their providers that around the country. We, again, we're approaching 10,000 or so um, people on there. And so there's usually one within, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, probably if I were to guess of almost yeah. everybody in the country. And so um, a lot of times they don't have to do anything other than go see their dermatologist and their dermatologist already uses it. Uh, and so that's why, you know, again, it's, it's very, to me, it's just, it's, it's incredible to see the support of our colleagues and our peers. And mm -hmm. really, like I said, I get some of the credit for this, but I, I it's all of us, it's less me, more we, um, and that's why I said I try not to take credit for any of this stuff because it's much bigger than me. So, yeah, no, that's really great. I need to check it out because I've always been the, on a hunt for the one, you know, the one for my, me, for a dermatologist, because it's it's a for me. I I really take my um, physicians very seriously. It's like a relationship. I want to be able 100%. to talk to them. I want to be able to communicate with them my concerns. So I need to really check this out. Yeah, no, it's a, it was, we found some really cool, it's the cool, I actually, honestly, the, the, for me, the biggest kick I get is when I get to read, let's say a publication and mm. another doctor mentions, oh, I love SM for this or that. And it, to me, it just blows me awake. A lot of times I don't know, you know, I've never met these physicians. I've never met the dermatologists, but it's just like the faith they have um, in what we're building. It's just, like I said, it, it, it really forces you to like really think about how much impact a lot of this stuff has and it makes you so appreciative because you know, again, these are people who are caring for patients. I mean, it's like it's like caring for your family, right? And they trust us, and, and you know, for mm -hmm. for hopefully for good reason. And and I don't take that for granted. Yeah, I just want to clarify how it works. Mm -hmm. For example, I have a current dermatologist. Do they have access? Do, do these dermatologists have their own account with Skin Medicinals where they can, you know, yeah. um, receive the prescriptions? Yeah, so mm -hmm. how it works is if you go into your dermatologist and if they feel it's appropriate, um, mm. you know, let's say whatever condition you have, they're, they're going to, let's yeah. say, use tretinoin and then maybe azelaic acid. Um, and maybe, you know, if they feel like tolerability is an issue, they may add hyaluronic acid to it. And they, they click the quote-unquote ingredient profile um, mm. that they feel is appropriate. You get an email and text message and you check out and then affiliated pharmacies create the specific medication for you and they ship it to your home. And so oh, it, it, the idea becomes really seamless. And it's funny because when we started this about or three years ago or so, um, shipping, uh, shipping medications was still like kind of crazy and like a bizarre thought process. Like, you oh, know, I want to go to the pharmacy. And yeah. now nobody goes to the pharmacy, right? They're like, no, no, I'd rather get delivered to my house or this exactly. or that. And, um, you know, again, it's and obviously the pandemic forced a bit of it, but it's kind of like going to the grocery store now. People now are just, they, you know, Uber eats everything or they get, <laughs> you know, everything sent to them. And I think in the next few years, we'll see a radical shift in how people consume um, the medical side of all of this stuff as well. And, and I think that kind of um, the customer service part of it is going to be very important because we're we're now used to a baseline expectation of how things should go. So it's not a bad thing. I love it. So being a sought after dermatologist and a tech founder of Hair Stem Labs and Skin Medicinals, how do you stay on top of your game and continue being motivated? 
It's a good question. I mean, it's hard to not be motivated when you see your peers doing amazing things. And, you know, with your patients, it's, it's really easy to work hard when you know who you're working for. Um, and so for me, I'm a very regimented person. We spoke about this earlier. Um, I, I love to get up very early. I get all my stuff done very early in the morning. I always joke, I have multiple hats I wear during the day. Uh, first one is a gym rat and I go to the gym pretty much every day. Uh, that's how I wake up because Lord knows, otherwise I probably wouldn't do anything. And then I usually put my tech hat on. I'm, in, I'm doing my tech stuff for a couple hours before I head to the office. Um, when I'm in the office, I keep it 95% just office stuff. I might have a meeting here or there, but, you know, and then after work, depending on, you know, if I'm doing a skincare project or this or that, I try to uh, make sure I kind of check all the boxes for the day and make sure I'm productive before kind of decompressing a bit, if you will. So um, it's a lot of work, but if, if you really enjoy it, it doesn't feel like work. I mean, I feel like zero part of my life feels like work at this point. So it's just, you know, like I love hanging out with my patients it's like seeing my family every day and getting to hang out with them. And, you know, with some of this other tech stuff, it's just interesting and exhilarating kind of trying to build these things out that you have in your head and, and kind of putting them out to the world. So, so what time do you really sleep if you get up at five 30? <laughs> I mean, I want to say like 10 30, 11, it never happens, but like I do when I'd hope to sleep most days. Yeah. Do you practice any form of meditation or maybe like reading or some type of unwinding before bed to help you actually get to bed on at a decent time i'm i need to try that that's like my next on my to-do list of things to incorporate i try i mean whenever uh, if i'm not in new york I, I obviously have to travel a ton for work um a lot of times i do make it a point to kind of spend a few minutes in the morning just being like mindful and thankful and mm. kind of give that gratitude um it's weird but something as simple as like staring out into the you know yeah. the abyss for a bit is really kind of grounding so um, I just, I try to take a few minutes just to kind of relax, no music, no noise, just kind of be. And then as the madness comes, especially in New York city, um, you know, you have to be ready for it, but that's just part of the territory. Yeah. I love it. So here at hello beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is that your beauty is really defined by how you feel, not necessarily how you look or how you think people think you look or anything. It's how you truthfully feel, right? And, you know, again, we've spoken about it. The ability to exercise, to, to concentrate on your physical um, for health purposes can really expand your mental kind of uh, fitness as well. And, you know, beauty right now, it's, it's a kind of a beautiful mixture of everything. Like there is no definitive... Um, idea of beauty right it's all shapes and size all colors everything which is amazing to me right i love the idea that you know what was before somewhat um you know forbidden is now mainstream and i think that's like a, that's just evolution right we've as a society we've matured to realize that it's okay to be different and so for those who are looking you know to define their own beauty i mean like i said it's how you feel at the end of the day like i i'm lucky enough to you know be around some of the most well-known human beings on earth and it's their personality that always draws me most to them, right? And mm -hmm. I think people forget that. Everybody's a person, everybody has their struggles and it's who they are really that defines them. I love it. That's a great reminder. What is something exciting in store for you? Could be personal and or business. 
Uh, it's a good question. Uh, we've had so many fun. Uh, I know on the skincare side, we had that recent Haley launch, which was um, a big secret to keep for a couple of years. <laughs> um, we have a project with, with Martha Stewart coming out soon too. And that's one I'm very excited about. But you know, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, you know, as we are growing our office, I'm very excited to the next phase of just our practice. And I think, you know, for those who may not know, like my, my office is a little crazy. It's like a, we always call it the Willy Wonka playland. I like to develop crazy tech stuff in there. We obviously do skincare stuff. Um, obviously I treat my patients, but uh, I think over the next few years, I'm really going to focus on in innovation within kind of our scope of dermatology and, you know, what exactly that is, it's still kind of up in the air, but I think the idea is that, you know, again, a lot of doctor driven innovation is important for healthcare and in dermatology, we have this unique ability to see the results, right? If we do a new laser, a new device, I can see how it, how patient benefits from it. So I'm really excited to kind of expand on that, and we're going to bring we're going to be bringing on more dermatologists to our office. And you know, again, I just love to build that community. And for me, that's it's super exciting because it's like expanding my family. So I can't wait. Yeah, no, that sounds exciting. We'll definitely watch out for all these amazing things that are about to happen. Thank you so much, Dr. Banasali, for your time today. Where can they find you online? Um, it's been my privilege, honestly. Um, my social channels are all the same. It's at Dr. Banasali, so D-R-B-H-A-N-U-S-A-L-I. And, you know, again, apologies in advance if they're super boring. I always joke, I, I don't, I'm not maybe as fun on social as some people, but hopefully you learn something and hopefully it's useful. Um, and so, you know, again, I deeply appreciate it. If you're in New York, please let me know and vice versa. When I'm in LA next time, I'll, I'll definitely give a shout. I know, that'd be amazing.